This is Mount Pleasant United Methodist Church. Welcome to our sermon podcast. Well, I wanted to come out here on such a pretty day and share some thoughts this morning um, as we gather for worship wherever you are. Whatever device you're using, wherever you are, whether you're in the bedroom or in your living room or in the kitchen, uh, I want to thank you that you've come out today. I thought I would dress appropriately for the conditions. The weather report says scattered showers. And around here, you just never know when that's going to happen. The mountains kind of make things difficult to predict. Stuff comes through. Um, I thought I would try something different uh, this morning. So you're probably going to be hearing some background noise. Uh, You might be hearing some cars. That's just the way life is right now. Um, But I want to give you an opportunity to look in the background and see the church. We're still here. We're still doing business. We're still engaging people to think bigger and broader um, and deeper, hopefully. I thought I would dress the part, so I wore my um, raincoat. This is what I normally wear uh, when I do soccer, Um, something to keep the weather off. I brought an umbrella just in case. You just never know. But I also wanted to come out here um, to this rock. Um, I don't know if you know this or not. This actually has a special purpose. Uh, This rock, I know that many of you just, it just hangs out here, but this is actually a blessing stone. Um, It's called a blessing stone because after communion, when we have communion for the last five years, when the elements are blessed, you can't just throw them away. It, we, we, we share the body and the blood of Christ. And so what I do is I take those elements, those sacred elements, and I take the juice that we use, the, the juice or the wine that we use, and, and pour it out on the stone. And then I set the bread out here, the bread or the, the wafers, whatever we're using, uh, for the birds of the air, the animals. God feeds them. And so this stone has a special... Um, a special place in my heart because it's here that we do the anointing. Um, when I first started here, I came out and, with oil and, and anointed and blessed this stone as a prayer stone, but also one that continues to be blessed with the body and blood of Christ. As we gather today, there are storm clouds on the horizon. Whether you're anxious about the financial situation, about your health, your family, about just what the future is. Sometimes storms come in the most unexpected ways. And and we do the best that we can to prepare. You know, we wear our raincoats. We think we've got everything under control. But sometimes the storms are too big. They're too much. And we just can't handle everything that's coming at us at once. And sometimes we ask, God, where are you in the midst of this storm? Where are you? What's going on? We lose lose sight of who God is. Well, sometimes we refer back to the scriptures, um, storms that have happened in the past to try and understand who we are and what God is doing in the midst of these storms. What is it that you're learning about yourself? What is it that you're learning about your faith, about your fears? about your ability to live into God's promises. See, sometimes it's easy when everything is going according to your schedule, but now everybody's schedule is turned on its head. What do we do now? 
Well, Jesus' disciples experienced a moment like that, and, and I wanted to share some time, a passage from Mark chapter 4. If you've got your Bibles, I hope that you'll hunt them up, you'll pull them out, dust them off, as we consider what God is doing in our lives. Oftentimes, even for the disciples, even though Jesus was with them, storms came in ways that they never imagined or they never experienced. And so today, as we open up God's Word, in order to make sense of our lives almost two millennia after the fact, God is still speaking to us about our own faith journey. So I want you to think for a moment about the storm that you're dealing with. It may be family. It may be a relationship. It may be your own fear of what's going on in your life, about the turmoil that's happening. And so today, as we open up God's Word, He's going to address those storms that come to all of us. I'm reading today from Mark chapter 4, beginning with the 35th verse. That day when evening came, He said to His disciples, Let us go over to the other side. This is on the Sea of Galilee. So leaving the crowd behind, they took Him, Jesus, just as He was, in a boat. Now there were also other boats with him, and a furious squall came up, and the waves broke over the boat so that it was almost nearly swamped. But Jesus was in the stern, asleep on a cushion. And so the disciples woke him and they said, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? So he got up. He rebuked the wind and the waves, and he said to them, Quiet, be still. Then the wind died down, and it was completely calm. He said to his disciples, he said, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were terrified, and they asked each other, Who is this that even the winds and the waves obey him? Friends, this is the Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Can you imagine the disciples, right? They're out in the Sea of Galilee. They're, the wind is against them. The wind is taking them out into deeper water. And they're asking, where did this come from? As a matter of fact, in Mark, what he tells us is a furious squall came up so that the boat was nearly swamped. Their lives were being threatened, and it came out of nowhere. Nobody predicted this. this is, these are fishermen. They know how to read the signs. They know how to look at the weather. Where did this come from? And I, I love the fact that they've come to Jesus and their question. Hey, hey teacher, don't, don't you care? Don't you care? You see, sometimes we face these storms that come up unexpectedly. M. Scott Peck, in his famous book, The Road Less Traveled, begins his book with these famous lines. He said, life is difficult. This is a great truth. It is one of the greatest truths. It is a great truth because once we see truly what this truth is, we transcend it. 
Once we truly know that life is difficult, once we truly understand it and we accept it, then life is no longer difficult. You see, for most of us, we think life should be smooth sailing. We, we like smooth sailing. I love smooth sailing. Nobody likes a furious squall in their life. But I wonder if we as disciples, facing everything that we're facing, facing the uncertainty of this disease, this pandemic, this quarantine, things that I never thought I would live to see, that can we agree on one simple truth? Life is wild. It is wild, it is unpredictable. You don't know, we're not in control. What this, is, what this story is telling us is the disciples got in a boat with Jesus. They're in the boat with the Messiah. Of course things should go smoothly. And even though they're going through this journey with Jesus, they face a furious squall to the point that they feel that their life is being threatened. Have you ever been in that situation? Are you there now? Batten down the hatches. It's all hands on deck. We've got to ride this thing out. God, what are you doing? The problem is, is that sometimes we think we're being punished. What have I done to deserve this, God? What have I come? What have I done that you're treating me like this? And so we ask the inevitable questions. What is the purpose of this storm? Why, why am I going through this? This is the question that Job was asking in the Old Testament. This is the question that people of faith have been asking for thousands of years. And I want to give you just a few possibilities of some of the struggles that you may be going through. Is it possible that the storm that you're going through is trying to teach you something? It's trying to teach you something either about yourself or about others or about God. That sometimes we feel that God is just here. God is just here to take care of me, to give me what I want when I want it. He's, he's that cosmic Santa Claus that I've always been looking for. In a crisis like that, Santa Claus just doesn't cut it anymore. Sometimes we go through these struggles in order to move you from where you are to where you need to be. We all have the same temptation to just kind of sit down in our pew, get comfortable, and just ride it out to the end. In the middle of a storm, everybody has to start rowing. You can't just start going through and say, hey, excuse me, um, I got a first class ticket on this ride. I don't need to be dealing with this. Sometimes God does, brings us through storms in order to move us from one situation to another. Maybe you're going through a storm simply to strengthen you. Maybe you've been taking your faith for granted. Maybe you've been one of those weekend warriors, right? I come up, I do my time on Sunday, and then I forget about it the rest of the week. Using the quote from Dr. Phil, how's that working out for you? Is weekend at the church, in this situation, does that work for you? If Christianity is a building, how's that working out for you? It reorients you, it re helps you rethink. 
but a lot of times we go through storms because it reveals something in you. It brings something to the surface that we, we would rather not think about, we would not, rather not deal with. So here's the first question. What's your storm? What are you most afraid of? What are you facing today that only you and God can face together? What is it that you're most afraid of? The second great thing about this passage that I just dearly love is at the end of it, it tells us that they go to Jesus and they say, teacher, they don't really have an understanding of Jesus as the Messiah, as the risen Lord. He's a rabbi. Teacher, how can you sleep through this? Don't you care about us and about our situation? So Jesus gets up and as the creator of the universe, he calms the winds and the waves and he echoes that passage from Psalms, be still. And it all goes quiet. The, the created order responds to who Jesus is. Now, if you're riding out this storm and you're worried about dying, I'm afraid I'm gonna dry it, I'm gonna die. And all of a sudden the seas are growing calm, how would you respond? I'd be joyful, I'd be exuberant, I'd be so thrilled at, that what my good fortune. How do they respond? And they were terrified. Why are they terrified? Because they are encountering a greater force than the storm ever could be. They are now encountering something so beyond their understanding, anything that they can wrap their head around. Life is wild, it is unpredictable. And then they face life's greatest power, the created power of who Jesus is. This understanding that I have a greater power within me. Max Lucado once said, God never promises to remove us from our struggles. He does promise, however, to change the way we look at them. If you are more concerned about your financial health, if you're more concerned about your bodily health, if you're more concerned about your family's health, Jesus comes into our world with a greater power far beyond anything that we can ask or imagine. And the disciples were terrified to encounter that presence. You see, we can ride out these storms without any problem if we have that presence in our boat, if we recognize who's with us through it all. Sometimes we take our eyes off of who Jesus is and we look only at the wind and the waves. We listen to their voice. When Jesus says, peace, be still, he's saying that to you now. I've got this under control. Why are you so afraid? John Lloyd John Ogilvie once said, the Lord Sometimes the Lord rides out the storm with us, and at other times he calms the restless sea around us. But most of all, he calms the rage inside our deepest inner soul. What Jesus is more interested in is not the wind and the waves, but what's going on inside you. 
we feel that we've lost all control because control for us is our deepest ability to maintain a sense of security. And so the wind and the waves represent your loss of control. When we encounter who Jesus is, it changes our entire lives. Faith isn't the absence of fear. It is the trust and the confidence in a greater power than the wind and the waves. I guess part of what all of this is bringing up is how well do you know the power of Christ in your own life? But ultimately it comes down, and the reason that I wanted to talk about this this morning is it comes down to that simple question, that powerful life-changing question that they ask. They've ridden out this journey on the boat. They're in the middle of the Sea of Galilee. We're going to drown. When Jesus says, peace, be still. And then they ask that powerful question. Who is this? Now, I believe that for all of us, we can only honestly ask that question. We can only come to an answer to that question when you've been in the middle of a storm, a storm that is out of your control, that is beyond your ability to manipulate, to schedule, or to use your bank account. Everything has been stripped from you. And you say, Lord God, don't you care about us? And God swoops in and says, why were you so afraid? Why were you so afraid? Joni Erickson Tata once said that one of the most wonderful things about knowing God is that there's always so much more to know, so much more to discover. Just when we least expect it, he intrudes in our neat and tidy notions about who he is and how he works. And he swoops in, and this is what it's all about. I think what we're going through now, the storms that you may be facing, are bringing you to a higher level of understanding of who you are and of who God is in your life. Facing your fears, laughing in the face of everything that you're going through and say, God and I have got this. Why were you so afraid? Now, where does this play out? Where do you see this playing out later in the story? Well, early on in, the, in our time together, in our worship service, Carly read from Acts chapter 4, the story of John and Peter who were brought in before the Sanhedrin because they were preaching about Jesus and about the resurrection after Easter morning. And so these two humble, blue-collar fishermen, uneducated, are brought in before the power and the authority of Rome and the Sanhedrin and the temple guards are all gathered together to say, who do you think you are? And out of that, they, Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, begins to proclaim. And they look and they said, where did these guys get that kind of courage and that kind of confidence? These are just humble fishermen. Where did they get that boldness? And then they remembered they had been with Jesus. Peter and John 
may have begun to understand a deeper sense of who Jesus is because they had weathered those storms. They understood about, more about who Jesus was in their life. They understood more about who they were and about what Jesus could do in their lives. And friends, that's what I want for you. I don't want you locked away at home, fearful of what tomorrow will bring, counting what you don't have. I want you rejoicing that God is doing a new thing in your life, in our church's life, in our community. I'm up here next to this blessing stone and I look out and I'm able to see all of mineral wells and I can't help but wonder how many of them are hiding away in fear behind their doors, afraid of what tomorrow will do. I wonder how many of them are asking, Lord, don't you care about us? Don't you see? And yet when I look around, I see the mountains are beginning to come alive. And I hear Jesus say to us again, why, why were you so afraid? Don't, have you no faith? After Easter morning, still do you have no faith? And so I'm asking you this question. Who is this that even the winds and the waves obey him? Friends, here's what I'm asking you to do. I'm asking you to take that next step. To believe that God is going to use you to do amazing things. To stand up and tell somebody about Jesus. To make that next step. I'm asking you right now to send me a connection. To go on our church's website and fill out a connect card so that we know that you're here. So that we can begin this journey together. I hope that this Sunday morning is not a one and done for you. Not something that you just say, man, I'm glad I got that over with. But it's the beginning of a whole new life that you face your field. We understand life is wild, but there is a bigger, greater power within me. I have a lot of friends that they say, what's your favorite scripture verse? And oftentimes I, there's a whole bunch that come to mind, but. The one that comes to mind most readily is, is Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I often wonder when I say that whether God says, how about we take that out for a spin? Can Christ do all things through you or just the things that you want to do? Can, can Christ get you in one of those boats where it's almost nearly swamped? and get you to the other side? Can Christ do all things through you? Friends, I'm inviting you to take that one step. Commit your life to Christ. He's not done with you yet. As a matter of fact, he's doing a new thing. Can't you perceive it? Can't you feel it? As we close today, we're gonna to close with a beautiful hymn that I love. It's called Victory in Jesus my Savior forever. He sought me, He taught me, with his, and bought me with His redeeming blood. But I'm going to ask you that hard question. Do you believe that, or do you just sing it? Ask yourself in your deepest heart of heart, who am I, and who is this that's in my boat? Friends, let us pray. 
Father God, we gather here to your blessing stone because we're in the midst of a storm. It's beyond our control, but Father, I know it's not beyond your control. I give you thanks and praise for every good gift that you give to us. And I pray, Father, for my friends that are watching online, for my church family, for people that are across this country that are seeking you in a whole new way. Father, release your Holy Spirit upon us that we may boldly proclaim, just like Peter and John, the resurrected Christ is in us, nothing can stop us, and we're changing the way we do our church life. Father, release us, bless us, and keep us. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, friends, I'm glad that the storm clouds held off. And as we gather for worship, I hope that you'll join me. I'm going to go back inside as we join to sing our final hymn, Victory in Jesus. God bless you, friends, and I hope to see you next time.